Hello, I'm Matt Williamson. Williamson. Belly up to my bar. We have so much to discuss. It is 3 or 4.34 here p.m. Eastern on Friday. And Jarvis Landry was just traded to the to the Brownies. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Immediate reactions. I've been doing this a long time. It's great to have you on board. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We have a podcast for every every uh, team you want. The NBA one's been going on for a long time. I was a scout in the league. Before that, I did recruiting for Akron and Pitt for four years. I was at Penn, or I was at ESPN for 10. I've been on my own doing all sorts of things. And I have a gigantic announcement for you guys that I'll probably tell you Monday. Oh, by the way, Monday. I mean, there's just so much. I'm, I'm flabbergasted right now. Oh, by the way, Monday. Like I did too this week, I'm doing a joint show with Locked on Rams. Clearly, there's a lot to discuss there. They've been like the most active team yet. So I'm not going to give you my in-depth Rams comments quite yet until Monday. We'll really hit that one hard. But I am going to go around the league, all these trades. Oh, by the way, it's Twitter Thursday. It's a Friday, but it's still Twitter Thursday. Get to a couple Twitter questions, but maybe I'll have to do an extra one tomorrow and do all the Twitter questions because there's just too much going on, including, like I said, a huge announcement from me to you that I'm not going to tell you today. Um, Landry. So, I mean, I haven't read anything about this. All I did was get the announcement. Landry to the Browns for undisclosed draft choices. Um, first off, good for the Dolphins. I didn't know that they would get anything in return for him, but then apparently the market, you know, decided... Ravens, supposedly, Bears, Browns, oh my, um, were all interested in Landry. And you can absolutely see why, especially all three of those teams. And particularly if, and where this is going to be a trend, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent. There's a handful of teams, and the Browns are at the top of the list, and the Niners are another one, where it's going to be hard to spend all their cap money. I mean, you would think that's a great problem to have, and it absolutely is. But you can't just, you got to give money to quality guys. So this Landry contract really doesn't even put a dent for them. Yeah, maybe he's getting overpaid, but so what? We have so much to spend, we have to spend it. So maybe you front load something for him so he doesn't hurt you down the road. Give him a big bunch of money now. Um, As for Miami, this worked out because I think the other option, your two options, he wasn't coming back to Miami. We knew that. Option one was don't tag him, let him leave, get a pick, a compensatory pick in return. But that's only if you don't really go out and, you know, test and, and work the free agent market anyway. So it doesn't mean you're definitely getting a third back for Landry, which is the best compensatory pick you can get. That's what you would get if you would let him go and you didn't spend anywhere else in free agency. But, um, so they're without their leading receiver. Okay, and I've talked to you about Landry before. I did free agent, wide receivers. He was third on my list. Great player. Well, really good player. Extension to the run game. A safe player. Catches a ton of passes. Brings attitude. Um, he'll be missed in Miami. I don't, I'm not disputing that at all. And he will be an asset for the Browns and whomever their quarterback's going to be. We went all over this a million times, but my hunch is it'll be McCarron and a top four pick. If they choose to go Barkley one, quarterback four. Which I'm starting to lean that they might be doing. So, that brings me to the Browns. 
Offensive line, probably with Joe Thomas back, really good at guard. Um, should be a bazillion times better than it was this past year. And should be one of the top ten lines in the league. Najoku, to me, is a up-and-coming, highly talented tight end. You now have Landry out of the slot, badass Josh Gordon on the perimeter, and Coleman outside of him. Three very, very different receivers. And it wouldn't shock me if they still add Terrell Pryor. Why as well. Then you got McCarron and Darnold or whomever, you know, as your quarterbacks. Duke Johnson, a talented and valuable passing game running back. And I think Saquon Barkley. So I know it's the Browns and it might not work as it's, but think about that offense. Good O-line, Najoku, Gordon, Coleman, Landry, Duke, Barkley, McCarron, maybe the top quarterback in the draft, if not the second or third. Early first-round quarterback. It's young. It's massively versatile. You know, like, none of those two guys are the same. Somewhere you're going to get mismatches. You know, I mean, you should be able to run the ball well. You still have gobs of cap room, and I don't know what pick they gave up, but they probably still have all their firsts and seconds, which is a whole bunch. And maybe you add, you know, like I said, a Terrell Pryor, reinforce the offensive line, go sign a right tackle or draft one early second round. And then everything else this offseason should be defense. I mean, I I obviously make the Karen and, you know, these, these picks that I'm implying. So... Sounds pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really all I'm all I'm getting at here is that sounds pretty, pretty, pretty good for the Browns. As at least on paper, again, they may screw it up, but that's a good group of football players. That's a good group of talent. So from the winless Browns, we go to the Super Bowl champion Eagles. They are as active as ever. Trade for Michael Bennett. And here's the deal with Bennett is give him a fifth-round pick, which is nothing. I mean, obviously, Bennett's better than a fifth-round pick, obviously. And that's the case with all these type of deals, obviously. They send a, a young receiver, Johnson, who's fast and supposedly is a good special team or maybe has some upside. Who knows? Okay, that's small potatoes um, to Seattle. And the thing is, Trading Bennett didn't create a ton of cap space for Seattle. I mean, they basically just wanted him out of the building. And to a lesser degree, that's the case with Sherman, too. I mean, Sherman creates more cap space, but it's times are changing in Seattle, to say the least. I mean, the Legion of Boom, this historically great defense, who knows where Averill and Chancellor are going to end up, or even Earl Thomas. This defense, to me, probably is not going to look anything like it used to. Um, They really like Deion Jordan. Just a little tidbit there. And maybe they now can bring back a Sheldon Richardson with with the money they created. But the reality was they didn't gain much by sending Bennett to the Eagles. And go look up at the contract details and all. But there wasn't like, boy, we just freed up all the space, you know. Um, Like most of these deals are. Like the Landry's move. Miami just freed up a lot of room. I would imagine they've talked about cutting the Namakong Sioux. I would save a ton of space, but I, mean, I know they're going to cut Julius Thomas. They're going to cut Lawrence Timmons. Maybe this move, the Landry move, now they don't make a Sioux move. Anyway, 
am regressing. Back to the Eagles. Eagles now have been rumored to be shopping, cutting Vinnie Curry. Curry and Bennett are similar, big defensive ends, bump inside. I think there's very little chance now Curry returns. Maybe they'll get the fifth round pick back for him, something like that. But probably he'll be done. Um, and Bennett's not that big a cap hit. So they're going to line Bennett up next to Fletcher Cox with Brandon Graham and last year's first round pick or whomever. They've got other defensive linemen on third downs. Did you hear what I said? Cox and Bennett are going to line up probably at three technique positions on throwing downs with Brandon Graham, who's a stud and a first round pick from a year ago, who's keep getting better. And that's what they're going to rush the passer with with four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this deal's great for them. And yeah, Curry's probably going to go. But I do think it just the swap of Curry going out, Bennett coming in, helps their cap too. And it makes them better. I mean, I like Curry. He won't be on the free agent market long. Or somebody will give him a pick for him, especially one of these teams that have a lot of cap space. Especially coming off Super Bowl. But Bennett's still really good. Um, the other move they made today, when I did a couple weeks ago, I, I previewed the Eagles and said, Torrey Smith is good as a cut. So... Instead of cutting him, they traded him for Worley, a, a big corner, young, um, to the Panthers. And Worley's coming off a bad year. But he showed promise early in his career as a third-round pick. There's ability there. There's size there. So instead of cutting Smith, which was going to happen, they at least got a corner, and they couldn't use a corner. Everyone could use a corner, but they could use a corner. They really could use a slot corner more than they could use a big outside guy. But, hey. Don't uh, look a gift horse in the mouth or whatever they say. Um, and Philly's pass rush is better than Carolina's, especially last year. That maybe he, you know, helps. You know, at least you get something back, a talented player at a premium position for a guy you were going to cut. And someone on Twitter said, I don't know the war leave when it made the Panthers last year, next this upcoming year. And maybe right. So maybe it was a swap of a guy we don't want for a guy you don't want that isn't going to make either team. But I'd rather have Worley than Smith. And, oh, by the way, it still frees a ton of cap space. Um, Smith to the Panthers, he's kind of expensive. Like, on paper, it's like, okay, we'll add another outside-the-numbers dude. He'll be our Ted Ginn. Samuel returns. We have some bigger, slow receivers other than those guys. We want that deep threat. We missed what Ginn brought to the table. Smith can do that for us. Okay, and maybe they'll restructure his deal. But this second, they're on the hook for like $7 million or something like that for him. You know, that's not, you know, that's not worth it for what he brings to the table. Um, but I see where they're coming from. Again, I mean, just like we were saying, they, uh, they want that deep threat. Newton's got the big arm. They want the threat on the field. DeMarco Murray was released yesterday since we talked last. No shock. Um, I could see him signing a one-year deal, though, somewhere as a backup. Um, still good in the passing game. A lot more cuts on the way. Um, certainly some dudes are obvious, like Adrian Peterson, Brandon Marshall. There's a lot of them. I told you I'm not going to talk too much about the Rams. But in a, in a great big bloody nutshell, they traded Ogletree to New York. They traded Quinn to Miami freeing up a lot of cap space with those two. They were cash-strapped. Brought in Peters. We've already talked about that. Peters doesn't cost a lot. Tlaib was a potential cap casualty for Denver. 
they were going to move on from him basically no matter what. At least they get something back again. It's one of those situations where it's either cut him or pick up a pick. Okay. Um, you'd rather have the pick. And now Denver has Roby. They have Harris. They'll probably be in the market for a big corner. Maybe second round of the draft. Something like that. But they're trying to make a run at Cousins. They're freeing up cap space. If not, maybe Keenum. Somebody like that. So Talib was going to go either way. But, oh, by the way, Wade Phillips is pretty familiar with Talib, you know, with his his Denver days. Coached him for two years. Highly successful. They're going to line up Peters and Talib. Wow. You know, wow. I mean, that's rivaling Jacksonville for best corner tandem in the league right now already. Press corners, but they can also play off. They're going to play a lot of man coverage. Aaron Donald's going to be a wrecking machine rushing the passer. Joiner isn't going anywhere. He's been franchised. You know, a really athletic, versatile safety, too. I mean, franchise tag on the dude. Um, Tremaine Johnson's as good as gone. But they're paying the combination of Tlaib and Peters less than they're paying Tremaine Johnson. I mean, on Sundays, we'd rather have Tlaib and, Peter, Tlaib and Peters and Peters or Tremaine Johnson. I mean, that's in, as easy as they come. So Johnson's going to hit the free agent market. I could see him ending up in Cleveland. Brings us back to the beginning of our conversation. Uh, again, we'll talk more Rams later. I do think they really... Sammy Watkins will be testing the free agent market now, too. Again, this is going to be a Monday conversation. And knowing them, they probably make two more trades since then. Um, between now and then. I'd like to see him bring John Sullivan back, by the way. Um, and they, they could use an edge guy now. I mean, uh, and we talked about... I told you about the Quinn conversation or what my thoughts on Quinn going into this but pretty crazy I mean that's a lot of action here in a couple days and a whole heck of a lot of fun all right a couple other news and notes just like I said go to road to world go top um Niners decline Elvis Dumerville's option he had a good year for them but they want to get young and they have money uh they they do have a needed edge for sure um, Mike Evans signs a big five-year extension. That's a no-brainer. Can't let him hit free agency. It was kind of a conversation of who was going to sign first, Odell or Evans, both first-round picks, same year. Um, their option was obviously picked up before. Now Odell's going to say, well, Evans is making this. I want a little bit more. Lions are undecided about Eric Ebron's future. That shocks me. I know that he's not a crowd favorite up there. But I thought he played pretty well, especially down the stretch. I'd be keeping him if I were them. Uh, Raiders are interested in Doug Martin. The right price, maybe. But, I don't know. Uh, Seahawks cut Lane. Fine. That's not a big big news. That's not surprising either. Injuries there as well. And Titans cut the Norris Searcy to free up almost $3 million in cap space too. And they could use... And, and, you know, they have Cyprian. Bayard's a really good safety. Why spend on basically who, a guy that is now a backup? So I think I covered the news of the day. But, again, it's almost 5 o'clock here on Friday Eastern. Probably more is going to be cracking here any minute. Um, So, fun, man. Really fun. All right, all right. Evil Jester asked me, Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edwards for the Raiders if both are available at 10 and assuming they go linebacker, of course. 
Corner's a massive need for them. There's no doubt about that. Um, the whole defense is a massive need for them. I think they'd love to get a three-technique type guy, the Geno Atkins. Um, but I do think that one of these two linebackers is most likely. I think I would go for Smith unless Bowman's already signed. And there wouldn't be anything wrong with putting Bowman and Smith next to each other. Don't get me wrong. But Edwards is a little more is a lot more like Irvin. Smith's a lot more like Bowman. Not that you need a variety, but I think Smith's a little safer. And I love both prospects. I would love to just see the every down true middle linebacker wearing the headset in his in his helmet, leader, stud linebacker. And to me, that's more Smith for this team, just as the man there. You know what I mean? Uh, so, um, yeah, that's what they got there. Uh, Chiefs, just saying 285. Not sure what you're saying there, but that's fine. Do you think the Chiefs go for after a big fish in free agency? If so, which one is a fit? No, they don't have a lot of money. I know that they opened some with Smith, but not really with Peters. I think they're going young. I know that people don't want to hear this, but I do think they're slash rebuilding. I don't think they're going to be picking in the top five next year or anything this year, next year. And I think they'll be competitive while they rebuild. But I think it's about youth. Um, I think they'd love to bring Benny Logan back. Um, good run stuffer. Their run defense is a real problem, and I don't think he's to blame. I think inside linebacker is certainly a problem. I think corner's a problem. So I don't think they'll land a big fish, so to, so to speak. But I think they could land a good player. I mean, one starter probably on defense. Nigel Bradham, maybe. As well as bringing back, you know, uh, what's-his-face, a defensive tackle I just mentioned. So I wouldn't get your hopes up for... Big, big news. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they'll add a guy who's coming off his first contract that's a starter at corner or linebacker. And then I think it's draft a lot of defense. Uh, Taylor Kidney asked, with the release of Mike Mitchell, which kind of was coming, do the Steelers change priority and draft from inside linebacker to safety? Uh, that really never changed. I mean, just the short answer is those two have been... I've looked at them as the priority basically since day one. They need a... I was just on the air here with Stan Saverin locally. And how I explained it is I think the Steelers need to get five dudes, give or take, added to the team from 250-pound inside linebackers down to 190-pound free safeties and kind of everything in between. You could call them what you want. One of them can be a 220-pound strong safety or run-and-hit linebacker. You know what I mean? Like, and, and with the emphasis on speed and athleticism at those two positions, call them safeties, call them linebackers. A free, free safety is very much on, high on the list. And I think they need to find a variety of body types in the middle of the field um, on defense. Basically, they can all run. All right, last question for Kirster Nordstrand. What do you think the Colts should do this offseason? This is either a really short answer or a really long answer. We could go position by position. 
but there's really nothing outside quarterback, Hilton, tight end, where I'm real happy with the team. I mean, I think Hooker has a chance to be really good. I think they're going to more of a traditional 4-3, more zone. They need corners. They need another safety. They need linebackers. A penetrating defensive tackle would be useful. I mean, although the the guys they have at tackle are probably good enough run stuffers, they need a big-time difference maker. Um, and I, I think there's a good chance that that Chubb is their first-round pick as a defensive end, a pure 4-3 guy. I don't think the offensive line's as awful as people make it out to be, but they still are two, shorter, two starters short. They need a a big receiver to complement Hilton and Gore's a free agent and Mac to me is a spot player. They have a lot of cap space. I think they should be very, very busy. Getting luck back is great. Maybe a move for set, but I think this roster is going to go from one of the worst in the league to mediocre. If they have a great off season, <laughs> you know, like, Best case scenario, Chubb turns out to be great. You hit on the second and third round pick and you land four or five free agents of note. Then you're starting to get to mediocre. But they're brutal. Brutal. All right. So that's what I got. Uh, We will talk more. Like I said, we're going to do Locked on Rams on Monday. And maybe I'll sneak something in over the weekend if there's more news. I would say that's probable. Assuming the news keeps at the pace it has, I'll, I'll... break in and throw you a little bonus prize a little uh little treat of something else that happens to run down all right over now see you